it's one of those things, right? Somebody messaged me. Hey, can you comment on my photo? Can you comment on my post? You know, to, to, you know, to help out with the algorithm. It's like, bro, no, like believe in yourself, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. It's, uh, it's cause that's it's one way game. to do it. That's one way to yeah. do it. And it works though. It works. All, all, you know what it is though? It's marketing. It's marketing. It's a different form of marketing. Soul and they have that <laughs> soul sucking shit. <laughs> Just believe in it. Believe in it. You know, it, it, this is coming from us, bro. This is coming from us. And we've been doing this for a long time. And, you know, we're, we're fucking honest people, right? Honest people, honest network. We know we are so, yeah. so far away from what we want. And yeah. we see others, you know, getting that more and more. But I think it's it's really dope and it's really fascinating as well as how, how we're just kind of at peace with it. And I think it's because we know, you know, come on, man, 390 podcast episodes. And I've been learning more and more about podcasts just in general. And one thing that I think that we need to really appreciate is that not only did our downloads go up, but our listens actually went up too. So people, people weren't just subscribing and forgetting that they subscribed. They were coming back. And and that's like, bro, most of those episodes, I'm I'm talking about 99.9% of the episodes that we uploaded throughout this whole year. They're, they're, like the numbers were what, like 85 plus percent of our audience was listening to those episodes like that. They're clicking it and they're listening. They're actually yeah, listening. Sure. That's important. That's, that's really important. Yeah. That, that is, that is telling you that what we are making to the people that are finding it, they're actually hooked. They're hooked. Yeah. And yeah, I agree. They're hooked. You, you can look at those numbers and those numbers matter, man. Like, you know, when, when I talk to John before next season starts, I, I'm going to tell him, like, I know we haven't blown up yet. I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, jump the gun, but I just want you to know that if we get a little bit more help from you, we're unstoppable because we've created a system where it's, I don't want to say it's easy because I know we put in work, but it's easy for us to give you 400 episodes. This is just what we do. We just have a studio yeah. to make this stuff. So imagine if you can get a backing with those 400 episodes, nobody's doing it like that. It would just yeah. help a little. I don't know what that means, but one thing we can leverage is like, okay, we doubled everything and people are hooked. When we find people, yeah, they get sure. hooked. Yeah. You look on podcast charts too. I don't think we're doing too bad. Right. And, and a lot of it is, is volume, man. But I think what have we said, what have we said from the beginning, like silky and filthy in the beginning, like, let's just be fucking awesome at podcasting. And we are. Hey, yo, that sounds so, uh, that sounds so, uh, braggadocious and, and gross, you know, when you can just say something like that. But ironically, I've, I've interviewed two people from the city, you know, making music over the last four days. And, and both of them, you know, just, just kind of took the time to appreciate like what they've made and how that's kind of bought them peace of mind prior to, yeah, prior to quote unquote success or notoriety, you know? And yeah. it's, uh, I think it's a beautiful thing when you can uh, be proud of what you work on. Yeah, for sure, man. I'm, I'm fucking, I'm fucking proud of what we've done. It's been there a fun ride, there man. You go. And uh, I, got, I got no plan on quitting anytime soon. We'll hey. see. Uh, we'll see how baby throws a wrench into things. But, well, uh, you are, you already fixed the issue. Like, not, it wasn't even an issue, but now you got a USB mic that's studio quality, and the podcast is being produced in a podcast studio. So you're you, that's 2020, baby. You're you're pretty much hitting at an 8.59 quality rate. You know, yeah, it's based yeah, on 2020. Yeah. So you never have to leave, bro. Stay at home, bro. Stay at home, one love. Uh, I miss coming to the studio, but I'm not going to lie. It's you'll, always good to be there. You'll miss it, but I, I don't think you, I, I actually, well, okay. Who knows how your life is going to go, you know, in the next couple months. But I, I think yeah. you're going to really, 
You're going to really love the fact that you can record these at home because you get to just spend time at home, you know, For with, sure, man. with the love, the new love of your life that's coming, you know, straight up. Yeah, that that shit's different. It's going to be sick. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I thought about too is, is, is am I going to be able to record even at home because Noise. The baby's going to be, the baby's going to be asleep. I can't be fucking yapping away like I normally do. Bro. So that, that's can. another wrench in this situation too. It's a wrench. And I think, um, let's just, uh, you, you, you and Hannah and the baby figured out and like, I'll just record around your schedule, you know, hundred percent. It, it, it's almost like a weird blessing in disguise. <laughs> No, think about it though. Think about it. The baby's doing October 24th, right? Like we can, we can keep doing like Silky can keep going until like, you know, draft off season hits and that's about mid October. Then just fucking going high. So the season starts, gives me time to figure out like this parent. Yeah. hundred percent back into it too. hundred percent, hundred percent. It's weird because the off season wouldn't normally be there. Normally be beginning of the season. Let's ramp up, but it's it's it's, kind of a weird blessing. It's really weird how shit like that works out. And it's just not, you know, matter of fact that the Canucks lost and look how it's working out for us because your baby's coming in and five weeks to off season there. Like you got time to be prepared for, for a lot of stuff. In my case, the season ended and all these people that I sent emails out to for Loki interviews, they, they got back to me <laughs> after a month. You know what I'm talking about? What are the chances? Yeah. I'm talking the week, like Saturday, Sunday, Monday, just emails, emails, emails. And it really got me thinking, were people watching hockey this whole time? <laughs> Dude, do I know Possibly, a couple man. closet Canuck fans? Is it embarrassing to, to watch well, <laughs> hockey? Because what are the chances? Everyone. I was, what? What are you talking yeah. about? Now you reply? I think it's partly that and partly the fact that all the bars and nightclubs are shutting down. <laughs> right, dog, right. Right, yo, I'm going to take, take the next five weeks. You know, we'll, we'll, I'll do this, obviously, every, every Wednesday. Get that upload on Thursday. Nux Misconduct mm-hmm. Network, Silky and Filthy. You're home for puck talk and bullshit. But I'm really going to take just time away from the game okay so this this might just turn into a a bullshit program and you you carry the weight hockey wise and and i know i shouldn't be doing that because you know we're running a hockey network out of this out of this place but bro okay come on come on one penny per stream which is which is a lot in the streaming world but we already gave you 390 episodes okay okay i I think i think i can have five weeks off okay real talk i just want to read some books bro this book right here this book right here the illegal beautiful man it, it's actually proof that patience is is a real thing and is needed in this thing called life because i got this in 2016 i remember taking it to the cafe and i hated it in fact i was thinking to myself right th- this may be the first bad book i've ever read of all time and it sat on my shelf up until i, I don't even know maybe june july and i love it bro i love it it's such a great book it's such a great Yo, book. You should just take six weeks off, man. Like I said, we got 390 episodes in the network. I know that's from what March 2019. So, Bro, but think about this episode. At that point, we were only uploading once a week. So up until September, how many? So that's March, April, May. Yeah, I think that's like 12, 30 maybe. There's probably 20 uploads. There were probably yeah. 20 uploads at most. At most. A- anyways, you know what? To the listeners, we just went off there. We're about to start the episode. Real talk, we're about to start the episode. I'm just, I'm just proud. I'm proud. Nuxmisconduct.com, proud. And the network, really, 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 really proud of Bondi, Begsy, and, and myself. Okay, let's do this. Silky and Filthy.
Welcome, welcome, welcome all you silky studs. This is another episode of Silky and Filthy here on the Nux Misconduct Network. I'm Trevor Beggs. He's Kyle Bowen. And Kyle, yes, you've been putting in the work, man. You're, I don't know if you got the applause button. I'll give you some applause right now. Dude, we're, hey, man, that You're was just, that, man. That was just for the, the intro, okay? The, the button was pressed. It's now time to turn on turn on the characters. It's puck talk and bullshit. And I can't wait for this episode. Real talk, I can't wait for this episode because Trevor, who does all the pre-production for the show, been doing it for the whole time. He, he mentioned how, how this episode is just all about bullshit, okay? 11 random questions or something. Let's just do this. Let's just do this. I don't even know what the questions are. I'm excited for this one. Hey, there's a bullshit. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I know you talked to me after the Canucks loss. You said that you, you wanted to take a little hiatus from hockey. I get it. I'll still be the hockey nut. I still got Islanders and Tampa streaming Ooh, in the background. Terrific. I know most of Canada is watching the fucking Raptors, but I'm still sticking with the hockey, man. But yeah, I wanted to shake it up a bit. You know, we got some hockey questions. We got some life questions. It's puck talk and bullshit, baby. And uh, Kyle, like I said, you got you didn't have to do shit for this show. Just show up. You got the smooth voice and you just got to answer my questions, man. Uh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, you know, I've been doing a, a couple couple conversations, a.k.a. interviews during the last couple of days. I've been asking a lot of questions and now I want to be asked questions. Let's, let's go. Let's do this, man. Yeah, I love being asked questions too, man. I'm jealous of you right now, but uh, I'll start it right off the bat. I started thinking of this the, uh, a couple of weeks ago. I'll give you the backstory in a bit, but okay. what weird or useless talent do you have? And can you use it to impress the ladies? Oh, man, that's a good question. You know, I, I used to, I used to, you know, say reading, you know, I just love reading, love reading. Maybe that's some unusual thing, but, but I think with that, um, with that show that's on, on Netflix. There's a show on Netflix, okay? I watched the first two episodes and I was so fucking pissed off, bro. It's basically about this dude who loves to read books but also loves to stalk women and kill them. And kill them. <laughs> or kill people. I don't even know what he's doing. It just it's just gross. I had to turn it off because because that is telling the people that people who read books are weirdos, man. You don't want to trust okay, a book reader. Know, let's just back up a second. I swear, bro, I'm not lying. I, I'm no, not. No, I, oh. I believe you. I believe you. But did I actually just ask you what weird or useless talent bro. you have? And you said reading, bro. Something let that me tell everyone you something. can fucking do. It is a bullshit. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But this is a true story. Okay, at one job interview, and, and I got the job. At one job interview, they they asked me like, yo, what what have you accomplished? And you need skill and talent and willpower to accomplish things, right? And at that point in my life, I, I thought to myself, again, honest person, honest podcast, I didn't accomplish anything at that point in my life. I said that. I, I just told him straight up, nothing, nothing. And I got the job. Okay? Wow. Okay, baby. Okay. Hon hey, honesty maybe pays off, man. There it is. Maybe that's my unusual talent, just being honest, yo. Yeah, you know what? That's uh, that's not a bad talent. So lame. What is so lame, bro? Why can't I have something like peeling oranges uh, with my feet or something, you know? I don't know. Oh, I well, do know a girl who can tie a cherry stem in her mouth with her tongue. Now that is fucking talent, man. That is that something is else. talent right it, there. Did she learn that by being a part of a Starburst commercial? I, I don't know. Good question. Um, <laughs> Good question. I also, I also question. don't know if it helps out with blowjobs. You know, can't oh, comment on that. But you, you, on, you would man. think it would. You would think it would. Well, just based on science alone and not being horny, I guess. And just, you know, having your mind go there, you would think that it would, you know, a good, uh, I don't know, connection with your tongue would help 
please that, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yep. I, you would think so. If she could fucking tie, tie some, some whatever. What was she doing? Like origami with a with the cherry stem? What whatever she was doing? Yeah, she she probably has better tongue skills than than a lot of people. I'm assuming. Yeah, it's just a party trick, man. Not not the blowjobs, but the cherry tie. Dude, um, she's but, probably you know, good at eating. Everyone's got to have a party trick, you know. Everyone's got to have one. For me, it's it's randomly it's belly dancing. I can belly dance <laughs> dude, for some shut reason. The fuck now, up, adults dude. and like girls who are grown up think it's kind of weird. But I was with my nieces and nephews, and and I started doing it, and they thought it was the craziest thing they'd ever seen in their life. It's another reason why I, I love kids, man. It's everything's entertaining to them. Yeah, you know, you're just that goofy, goofy motherfucker. So you're you're a talented belly dancer. Wow, I, I didn't I didn't really uh, I didn't really see that at the wedding reception. And I've already called you out on your dancing, but you know what? Okay. With that being said, now that you mentioned that it, it kind of works with my theory about your dancing. Like it doesn't matter that, you know, you're a little, little off, like you kill it, you kill it doing whatever you're doing. So there you go, man. There you go. Uh, yeah. Belly dancer. Wow. Where'd you learn that from? Nina Sky, Shakira. What's going on? I I don't know, man. I just, I just started doing it as a kid and then I realized (laughs) that I could, uh, I just realized I could do it. So fuck you mean you you just started doing it. (laughs) No, maybe it was, uh, maybe it was like during my bachelor's phase and I was four. I don't know. Okay. 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 Cool. Cool. Here's a, here's a scary sight for you. Speaking of belly dancing, um, (laughs) Jim Benning, you ever, you ever picture that in your head? Jim Benning, belly dancing. (laughs) I actually do. You know, if they beat Vegas, he probably would have done it. Yeah, probably. You're Why right. not? Right. The, the game needs more personality. Why not? That would have been something. Yo, he would have won everyone over. He would have won True, yeah. everyone over. Yeah, everyone's a betting bro if you belly dances, that's for sure. Oh, man. Uh, oh, I'll, man. I'll, I'll ask you this, though. It is okay. a Jim Benning-related question. Do the Canucks win a Stanley Cup with Jim Benning as the general manager? Well, I, I do think that he is he is one of the more more interesting people in the game of hockey right now, just based on his relationship with the fans over the last six years. And especially over the last, the last 24 months, yo, I'm not going front, bro. This guy shut a lot of people up in the city. And we talked about Jim Benning's last 12 months. Okay. Let's not talk about, let's not talk about Jay Beagle and whatnot. Just, just the 12 months. Okay. Let's talk about that. Right. The JT, oh, Mil- the, the JT Miller trade, right? The Miller trade. Everyone hated it. Everyone hated it. Everyone fucking hated it. Hated it. Dude, proved the whole league wrong. Not only Vancouver, the, the whole league wrong. Because at the time, once again, everyone hated it. And when I say everyone, it was the league. It wasn't just these, these rabid Benning haters that had another reason to harp on Benning. It was the entire league because that trade was awkward. It, it didn't make sense. Tampa Bay has to sign Braden Point. We've seen a lot of salary dumps. JT Miller coming off uh, an underperformance throughout the whole season and in the playoffs. This is a salary dump. Yet, yet the team gives up a first-round pick. Didn't make sense. Take it back a day before that, right? Big moment in Jim Benning's tenure with the Vancouver Canucks. He's coming off another unsuccessful season. Yes, we got to see Hughes. We got to see Pedersen, right? But, but the season sucked, right? No meaningful games. The season sucked. And there he is at number 10, picking someone that, that wasn't going to make the Canucks based on contract, contract reasons for, for a minimum of two years. That's a big pick. When he picked Paul Colson, that showed 
that showed the organization and the city that he's not listening. He's not listening to nobody. He believes in his gut and he believes in that pick was best for the franchise. Maybe not best for Benning because that player wasn't going to help him out. Two years, remember. But he still did it. I think that really signaled something to me. It, it, didn't, it didn't mark the, the start of a, of, a, of a great career in general managing, but, but it showed that he, he had balls. He had balls. Big balls. Yeah, I mean, he probably he might not be able to belly dance, but I'm sure he can wiggle his ball. Oh, yeah, his ball sack is huge. His ball yeah, sack is huge. Definitely. Everyone knows it. Look at what he's done over the last couple of years. Okay, anyways, we play the season. COVID-19 hits right before it does hit. You know, there, there are questions again because the Canucks are slipping out of contention. They really are. They really are. Bad defense. Well, what's, what's happening with the, the bottom six that he paid like $20 million for? The questions were there. The season cut off. I think that kind of saved him a little. Not going to lie. Not going to lie. Then they get into the playoffs, and uh, look what they did. They, they played three playoff rounds. They won two of them. I know the first one's a plan. Say what you want. And the whole city kind of just forgot that Fire Benning was one of the, the, the biggest hashtags last year, throughout the whole season, throughout the last four or five years. <laughs> it's, it's bizarre, man. It's bizarre. Does he win one with the Vancouver Canucks? The Canucks are going to have to get to the second round minimum next season. In fact, I think the city would put a lot, a lot of pressure on them to, to make it further. It, if this team doesn't make the playoffs or gets ousted in the first round, I could see them being, being fired too. Next year's a really important season. I don't, I don't think they win a Stanley Cup with Jim Benning. I don't. I don't. I think yeah. by the time this team is, is suited for a deep run, He'd, he'd be here for way too long. You know, it just wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't make sense. He's already been here, what, six, this, he's going on his, what, sixth year? Sixth? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, th I think that's a, probably the best answer. It's what I would pick too. And you have to look at his history again. JT Miller trade looks great. Uh, he's had some good moves. He's had some bad moves. And you have to expect the same going forward. He's not going to be perfect. Yeah. And, you know, Mike Gills got fired when this team was a playoff team. I don't think ownership's going to wait around if the Canucks are just first round exit, first round exit, or if they regress like the Oilers did. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I do think as good as Pedersen and Hughes are, this team, obviously the playoffs show that they need depth. So 100%. I'm going to say that he does not. He does not. He does he's not. not the general manager. He does when, not. Uh, when the Canucks want to come. Can I, can I say here's, something? Here's can, I, can, can I say ahead, something though ahead, before yeah, we uh, get off of Jim Benning? I, I still believe he, he is really, really bad at talking to the media. Just, just really, really bad. Just not sharp enough to get things by. I, I think he just says sentences that are just just somewhat like dreams. Like, how can you tell an educated market that Ole Levy seems NHL-ready after <laughs> watching him play six minutes against the Minnesota Wild? Who are you trying to fool, bro? Who are you trying to in, fool? In, in fairness, though, I think those comments are based off of what he's done in the AHL, too, and the AHL is I don't think it's based off those six minutes, and I think the training camp did play a part in it. I don't think it's at, on all based on those six minutes. I think it's him so. just understanding that, okay, Sven Berchi, Brandon Sutter, Jay Beagle, Ryan Spooner are going to cost him Chris Tanev. <laughs> Yo, real talk. Real talk, bro. Yeah, he's he, he's dug himself a hole, man. So, yeah, I don't think he's GM when the Canucks win a cup because they are winning in this decade. Let's be real. Uh, one person who will be still be there when the Canucks win a cup is Gary Batman because he's going to be around for the next, you know, at least 40, 50 years. He's living to probably 130 years old. Uh, I want to ask you, do you think Barry, Gary Batman is a good commissioner? No. Yeah, people he are going to be getting love, man. You see, I remember on Nux Misconduct, we had a post about a post about it too, 
And again, a lot of fans who were Canuck fans living outside of Vancouver who just love this guy. Okay. And I, I think Canadians will always hate him for, you know, tearing away the Jets, tearing away the Nordiques and putting them in shitty markets. But man, people seem to love Jim Benning and, you know, it's the game has grown. Jim Benning, Gary Bettman, Gary Bettman. Gary I think, Bettman, I think yeah, you're I loving Jim Benning. Benning. I think you want to see this guy belly dance. Or just I can't, cool. Yeah, I can't get and the now, picture from belly dancing out yeah. of my head. Hey, man. I'm hey sure man. the listeners feel the same way. Well, well, well Trevor, man, uh, is Bettman a good GM? Okay, sure. You want to say good? Why not? Do do I think this league would benefit from someone who's who's great at being a commish? I think I said GM before. I'm thinking about Jim Benning as well. I think this team, this this league, just needs a great commissioner. You know, uh, not not this not this dude who who gets a lot of acclaim for making a lot of people a lot of money. I know the game has quote unquote grown, blah blah blah. But yo, the misses on this dude are pretty fucking bad, bro. They're pretty bad. The they're really really bad, right? Florida, Arizona, Atlanta. Lockouts, bro. Lockouts. That's the worst. That's the worst. You're taking your product away from your fans. This team had a lockout under Gary Bettman after the New York Rangers. The New York Rangers won a Stanley Cup, the biggest market in North America. <laughs> wow. 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 There's been three lockouts. I, I can't, I don't know. Good after three lockouts and, and multiple attempts at putting NHL teams in bad destinations. I don't know. I can't do it. I can't do it. That, that's not the standard I want to, want for this NHL, you know? Yeah, I think that's a great answer. And all you Gary Bettman slurpers, I hope, you, uh, <laughs> I hope you're listening to Kyle for those past minute or two there because you know, that's, that's what they needed to hear. Ay, Gary Bettman's made a lot of mistakes. And you could argue that the game's grown too because there's just more access to media now, right? I don't know if it's all in Gary Bettman. So uh, one thing that I'm also kind of uh, confuddled about is um, why does Odell Beckham like to get pooped on? What the fuck's that all about? You know what? It, I don't think, uh, who knows, man? I, I don't think the story is true. I kind of just watched 10. I, don't think I, I, like, I watched like, 10 I minutes. I don't really know anything about it. I my, watched, okay, I, my buddies who don't even like the NFL are sending me fucking memes about okay, Odell Beckham. Let's move on from this question really quick because it's not even worth the time, in my opinion, because I watched 10 minutes of the interview in which that story came about it was from a a no no jumper conversation i don't even know who who was hosting it or who was talking but they just looked like attention grabbers you know they just wanted to start something and at the same time though let's say this dude likes to poop or likes uh like someone pooping on him okay it is what it is okay i wouldn't want that but but in the bedroom in privacy shit's kind of weird sometimes and uh, it is what it is who cares who cares who cares? And I'll be real. I don't think it's true because it just, it, I don't know. It just, I, I've never had that image in my head. Like pooping in general in the bed. What is that? Okay. It's just hard to believe. And also I think the dude posted a photo on Instagram with a, a pun on the word shit at the end. So it's just, what, what's happening? What are we talking about here? Again, if you watch the conversation, it really does look like, like attention, attention grabbers. I don't even know their yeah. names. Yeah, I'm Dick glad you cleared that up because I was wondering what the fuck was going on. I figured it was all bullshit. But, but even uh, <laughs> but even if it isn't, like, fuck, man. It is what it is. But here's I, the thing. I mean, uh, I don't know if Odell likes to get pooped on, but he probably likes to poop on others. Like, he pooped all over the New York Giants and got the <laughs> fuck out of there. So, I mean, you know, it happens. Damn, it happens. man. Yo, silky and filthy, sometimes. man. Puck talking bullshit, right? We, we talk about a lot of things on this hockey program. Real hey, talk, real talk. Bullshit. And now you got this image in my head, and I'm I'm really trying to think about, you know, <laughs> what goes on sometimes in, in these bedrooms, yo. Anything is possible, right? Fucking animals. Glory holes, masks, snakes, and getting poop. shit on. You and never piss. know, man. 
like anything. Anything is okay yeah. in the privacy of your bedroom if it's uh, consensual. No worries, man. I, yes. I, I do have another. Uh, I have another dirty question for you later okay. on, so we, we okay. can get to that later. But right. uh, speaking of another superstar in the sporting world, um, going to this fifth question now, just ripping through: Is Connor McDavid? an oiler for life. We touched on this probably about a year ago, the Conor McDavid trade game. Uh, it has not happened yet, but I don't know, man. Another season where the Oilers are to the playoffs, is this guy an oiler for life? Well, based on the numbers, you know, based on the, the fancy stats, right? You could say it's trending towards no, but again, it, I watched that, that documentary, man, and after watching it, he just kind of seemed like some dude who wants to wants to get it done there just just because i don't know something about his competitive nature he doesn't want to give up on the plan that not only is he a part of but i'm sure that he has a lot to say i'm sure that this dude has a lot to say maybe he's brought on some players requested this and that who knows who knows i'm just saying this guy's a huge part of that organization that franchise and he just seems like he wants to get it done there so the question was though: Is he an Oiler for life? That, that's a that's a pretty broad question. It, if if He's Gretzky, question, if, if Gretzky can get traded, right? If Gretzky can get traded, if Matt Sundin can play for the Canucks, right? Right? Who knows? Who knows, man? Who knows? Uh, Aginla, he got traded too. You know? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Sometimes he, players he stick and, and don't win cups, right? Sabine's, oh. you know, legends in Vancouver. No, Connor's getting a cup, dude. He has to get a cup. He has to get a cup, bro. It, or does he go down as the best player never to win? Oh my goodness, bro! I think he if would, he stays I, an Oiler for life, that's that's a fucking possibility. He would play till he was fifty. He would <laughs> give himself that many chances because I, I don't think his competitive nature could take that. He's the next Ray Bork, but he plays until he's like sixty-five. Gets traded to uh, gets traded to where Dallas wins. Oh, a cup. He probably, he probably he's probably getting traded to like the 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 Kansas City fucking and Steelheads or something <laughs> like that. You know, Kansas City Steelheads. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, oh man! This guy's talking. This guy's thinking of the uh, the NFL, right? Is Kansas City uh, playing? No, they're they're not playing Pittsburgh. They're playing Houston tomorrow. Uh, no, they're playing Houston. They're playing yeah. Houston tomorrow. Yeah, or today when you're listening, or that's already happened. Who the fuck knows when you're listening to this? Facts, 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 baby. Uh, okay, Kyle, you kind of you you were talking to me before. I think before you press record even, but uh, I want to ask you okay. as a guy who reads a lot of books, what book has influenced you the most? Great question. Great question. Oh, dude, it's gonna be such a such a not not a corny answer. I just feel as if so many people, so many people have bought this book and have talked about it, and um, yeah, it just mentioned a lot. And I wish I had something more, more diverse. Maybe you can ask me in a couple questions the, the second most impactful book. But it, I'm going with the The Alchemist. The Alchemist. I've read it twice. There's been moments where I've I've wanted to read it again, and I, I don't know. There's just something about about it, man. The the way it's the way it's worded out. I feel as if. There's a spell in there that you're reading because it, it gets you somewhere, bro. It's just a, a story about a, a young boy who's traveling through the desert in search of some treasure. And he he meets all these obstacles and it's very, you know, very, very godlike type shit. But it it works like I would never watch that on TV. I would never watch uh, an Internet video uh, amongst those lines. But that book, it, it, it has you has you searching in the right places, man. You want to hear a cool story? And this is a true story. Always. Day before I went houseboating last year in Squamish, I finished The Alchemist for the second time. And I told myself after reading reading that book that I'm going to take hockey broadcasting content creation seriously. 
seriously. So I read that in, in August for the second time. I just remember being in that room, in the wave room at the Posted Up Studios. The lights were red in there. And, and I just read it for the second time. And I, I don't know, something just happened. My treasure was, yo, get your reps in. Do some hockey podcasts. Get in there. Get in there. But you're in the, you're in the market that does it the best. Does it the best in, in the NHL. So do it. Hey, the red light went off and the red light went <laughs> off in your head. It is it's a the bullshit. hockey light, baby. It's the hockey light. You gotta love oh, it. Oh man. Wow, didn't even think of that. There we go, buddy. Well, now you can think of it. Go back to that room, you'll always think of it. Hey, hey, hey. Uh speaking of guys who don't like to see the red light go red light go off. Why is it so hard to say? What the it's fuck? It's okay, Pat. Chill, oh dog. my god. Okay, okay. Uh, goaltenders, they hate seeing that red light red light go off. <laughs> Uh, I wanted to ask you this. Who is the Canucks starter after the Seattle expansion draft? Whoa, whoa. Man, come on, bro. You can just ask me straight up. Who do you think is going to be the starter next season? No, 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 no. Because no, that's no. what th- we'll have our answer after by the then. Draft. We'll have our answer by then, dude. I don't think Thatcher Demko is going to want to stick around to be a backup again. Okay, I, I really don't. I really don't. So if Markstrom signs that extension, or not that extension, a new deal this summer, which, which you know signals that he's the guy. He's the guy for four or five years. Demko, you're probably getting 25 to 30 starts if you're backing up Jacob Markstrom. I think he just, he, he wants, some, he wants something, something new. He wants the net to himself. So if you're asking me who's going to be the starter next season for the Vancouver Canucks, I, I think only one of Markstrom or Demko are coming back. Honestly, bro, I'll be real. <laughs> I think it's going to be Demko. I think Demko's going to be the starter for the Vancouver Canucks. And I, it, it pains me to say that because I think Jacob Markstrom's story, well, it's it just so fucking beautiful, man. It's so beautiful, especially what he did this year. And he doesn't deserve, to, sorry, he doesn't deserve to be, to be let go. He doesn't. But this team, is, this team is in cap hell, bro. Really bad, really bad. And they just saw what they did. And they probably want... That six million dollars to to you know put in front of a goalie because they kind of need that, bro. Their team, their team, their bottom end players, and I know their bottom end players are not supposed to be as good or impactful as your top end guys. But yo, those bottom end players are bad, bad. They they are probably anchors. anchors. Yeah, there's a lot of anchors on this Canucks team, and. I just have this gut feeling that the Canucks somehow make it work with Markstrom. But honestly, you know my opinion. I've been a yeah. Demko believer for a long time. And I think you save the money and you give Demko the net. Wow, I can't believe it. He's going to be a good NHL fucking starting goalie. I can't believe it. You know, if this team wasn't in cap hell, think about who's available right now and think about what else they could have done with that money. And then they would put put in this situation and they really could have had they, they could have just been like, Markstrom, what do you want? What do you deserve? Uh, you, you want six million, six and a half, whatever you want. You got it. You're a guy because you're going to be a good goalie for the next three, four years. You might be one of the best in the league. And then you would kind of just have to force Demko that, okay, you got a new deal next year. We'll trade you next year. But since you're still under contract, you, you still got to give us 25 to 30 starts. And that would kind of handcuff him because he doesn't want to show that he's a bad teammate. And he also has to show up in those 30 games because Seattle, Seattle's watching. There's your chance right there. So the Canucks would have just had Markstrom and Demko next season, which would have been an, a crazy advantage, a, a ridiculous advantage. Again, you'd have Markstrom, who's a competitor, a really good goaltender, Vesna-like, and then you have Demko, who's every start, he's playing for a, a new contract, a, a new city, 
it's it's a lot. It's a lot. Damn, bro. Yeah. Hey, man. Like I said, tough questions. Silky and filthy. Puck talk and bullshit. Also, the home of fucking weird ass tough questions. <laughs> okay. And I do think there's this plausible scenario where they somehow resign Markstrom and and don't protect him. I think that's an option too because again, Markstrom is an older goalie. He's going to be 31 this year, and I, I just think you got to roll with the younger guy in Demko. Like this guy, you couldn't ask for more from a goalie prospect. And I think again, you. I know he had pedestrian numbers this season, but when you look at that quality start percentage, you know I love it. You know I love it. He had more. He had a higher quality start percentage than Markstrom by just a tad. So his pedestrian numbers were kind of uh, they were brought out by some really bad starts. But I think Thatcher Demko can be the the goalie of the future for this team and the goalie of the present, perhaps too. Hey, 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 yo, my answer may change in like six, seven days. Who knows? Who knows? That's man? true, man. We'll ask you. We'll ask you next week on Silicon Filthy. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, all right, for something now, for something completely different. Hey. Uh, Where's the weirdest place that you've ever, you know, what launched, launched your meat missile? What? No, I haven't. I haven't really. I haven't really done it in weird places. Other than like the weirdest would be a forest, you know, which is really weird. It, it is weird. It's not right. I, I walk my dog in those forests. You know, <laughs> I don't want to stumble upon some motherfuckers fucking. You know what I'm saying? So I, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't done it any 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 place weird. You know, just typical. Typical stuff, right? Like typical stuff. Hallways, high school. Like you know, just, I, I think that's kind Hallways of. Hallways is a good one. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that just kind nice. of. I think that just kind of. High school. I don't know. Normal, not normal, but it, it's not weird. You see it in the movie. I don't know. I, I don't think I've done it in any unique places. Like something unique would be, you know, would a club bathroom, like a bathroom at a club, be unique? That that sounds kind of generic too. Yeah, it's it's still you know it's, it's still it's pretty generic. Bedroom, so it's I think anything out of the bedroom you can classify as, or anything outside of your house you can classify as, as a little weird. But uh, uh, I think my most unique man, Uh-oh. you know, what I gotta say my <laughs> most unique is probably the Ferris wheel. No. The Ferris wheel, man, you gotta love it. You, gotta you have like it. three minutes, right? Y'all just in a romantic state oh, of mind because you're just you're you're boning like dog. This okay, this is in Niagara Falls, so it's <laughs> actually like. An enclosed glass Ferris wheel, so it's not as out in the open, I guess you could say. But it's like you're boning your bone, and then you know, like the person your level, and the person can see you, and you're like, oh shit, oh yeah, and across. You pretend to be, you know, sitting nicely. Damn, your, your okay. meat missile is up, uh, up the bun. Wow, and dude, why do you call it a meat missile? missile? That's that's intense, bro. We don't. Does it just shoot off? Missile? No, I'm not calling it a meat missile. It's a meat missile because it's a piece of meat that you launch, what? launch to the taco. <laughs> what? Shut the fuck up. Hey, that's a bullshit. <laughs> oh, man, still get filthy, man. I've never heard that in my life, bro. That's something else. That's something else. Well, that's what we're here for on Silk. <laughs> straight up, man, straight up. And, and, and now for something completely different, okay. unless you put music and sex together, which you could do. Okay, but cool. I know you came into the music game late. You were, you were like Jeff Patterson. You didn't really listen to music until you were 18, 19, something yeah. like that. Uh, but what was the first band or musician, musician that you were really into? And do you still like them? Band that I was really into. Okay, the or first, musician. The first band that I got into as a young chap, but I, I didn't fall in love with music. I just, I think I was just trying to fit in with the uncles and whatnot. If we're talking bands, it was Guns N' Roses. And it was just, you know, uh, I think around that time, the, the ad for one of the Grand Theft Auto games was Welcome to the Jungle. And also that song, yeah. Sweet Child of Mine, just like a brilliant song. You know, that melody is 
is beautiful. It's beautiful. It just kind of syncs up with your brain for some reason. I, I don't know one person that hates the, the beginning of Sweet Child of Mine. They're psycho. You can't, if you hate that song, you're a psycho. Straight up, straight up. Yeah, and even just being young and, and, you know, just listening to the, not even carefully listening to the radio, just being in the whip, you know, with your parents and, and just beat 94.5, blah, blah, blah. Maroon 5, right? Maroon 5's sick, yo. Like that early stuff they were releasing, I don't listen to oh, any man. of the stuff they released probably post 2006 or 2005, whenever that time was. But that era, you know, She Will Be Loved, My Love, the only two songs I know off that project. What 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 project's that again? Jade's. Songs about Jade. Yeah, bro. Yeah, buddy. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, it's, a, beautiful. it's a great album. I, I think I've talked about this before, but I do an album with, of a month with a, uh, album of the month with a friend. Yeah. And that's the album I picked, actually. And the friend is a female, so I'm like, oh, she's probably gonna like this. Yeah. And it's like summer cater, vibe. Cater to the woman. I think yeah. she hates it. Okay. She fucking hates it. I'm starting she to feel like a wimp again. But I, I don't know. It's, a, it's a great album. Tap great on album. my window, knock. Oh, yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a DM. No, that's kind of creepy, right? If I DM'd, slid in the uh, girl's DM, <laughs> tap on my window, knock on my door. No, but yeah. you're telling her I want to make you window, feel beautiful. So that's fine. That's fine. Hey. You can tell her to tap on your Wait, window. I don't mind spending every day. Out in the corner in the pouring rain. Is, I don't know. I, yo, is that's that dedication or is that, uh, that's, that's stalk, stalkers. I can't be sending DMs like that or just doing shit like that because I already read books. And, and you know, again, in 2020, people who read books are, are weirdos. Apparently, apparently that shit's crazy, yo. That shit's crazy. What is that show called? I think it's called, I think it's called you or something i don't even know oh it's uh yeah i think i think my wife watched it actually yeah it is called you dude see that's the, the dude, thing yeah he just like he's a charmer and a serial killer or whatever and he works at a library <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah that's some creepy shit right there good good looking young guy working at a library psychopath easily a psychopath. dude i'm done reading books man fuck it podcast podcast retire, podcast retire let's keep it going books. let's okay. keep it going all right two, i got two questions left i'm going back to the hockey realm Another another doozy for you, man. Or maybe it's easy. I don't know. Who wins in Norris first? Quinn Hughes, Kale McCarr, or Miro Heiskanen? West Coast, best coast. You know the deal. Silky and filthy home. Home of puck talk and bullshit on the Nux Misconduct Network. Once again, West Coast, best coast. Of course, I'm saying Quinn Hughes. Yo, all three of these defensemen. Uh, let's talk in NHL video game terms, okay? We're talking about... 90 overalls, 92 overalls, 94 overalls, all three of these motherfuckers, okay? It's ridiculous. They're, they're all going to win Norris trophies. Let's be honest. Let's be real. But the first one, it's going to be Quinn Hughes. Yo, I cannot wait to see Quinn Hughes play next year. I think he may put up, he may put up 70 points, bro. 70 points. And he, he's only going to get better defensively. He just seems as if he's, he's wired to make sure that part of the game is somewhat close to what he's doing on the offensive end. It's probably going to be impossible, but the, the competitive nature, again, the, the, the willpower to get better, it's there. And again, West Coast, come on, what type of question is this? West Coast, best coast, West Coast bias, Nux Misconduct Network. We picking Quinn Hughes, move on. Wow, that's the easiest question I've asked yeah, so far. Yeah, move eh? on. That. Wow. I, I, you know what, for argument's sake, I would probably go with Miro Heiskin, and, and I'll said, give you this argument too. Uh, Kale McCarr, great defenseman. I, I do think he gets propped up a bit by a really good Colorado team. But wow. you look at Heiskanen wow. and you look at Quinn Hughes. They they play on teams that you know don't have a lot of offensive. Well, the Canucks do, I guess. But Quinn Hughes is fucking. He's amazing. He's doing it all by himself in the back end. But Miro Heiskanen, not only is he, is he their best defensive player, he's arguably their best offensive player as well. And of course, the offense gets the eyeballs. 
Uh, I do think Miro Heiskanen can handle the physicality a bit better as well. I, I think he's going to win the Norris first, but maybe Quinn Hughes wins more Norris. Bro, know? don't don't ever knock the fact that that Quinn Hughes, even on a team with Elias Pettersson, could could be the better offensive player. He's just that crazy, bro. The way he sees the game, the, the city is fucking blessed. The city is so blessed. How'd they get two phenoms? Two phenoms at, at what, five and seven? Is that correct? Five and seven? That's ridiculous, seven, dude. Ridiculous. And, and, and to say that, that, that this city is not lucky, yo, the, the, the Vancouver Canucks are winning a Stanley Cup this decade. It's, it's actually something that I'm so looking forward to. Just to be a part of the conversation and just to, just to see how the city's going to react because it's going to happen. How is it not going to happen? At this stage in their career, right at the beginning, they're this good this good at the beginning that's fucked up bro that's fucked up vancouver bless up man bless up real talk real talk real oh, talk i love it i love it except, except it kind of reminds me of the vegas golden knights when this oh, oh. <laughs> i just pierced a fucking that's okay it's okay it's a mistake it's a mistake everybody. it's a mistake it happens. Okay. No, it happens. Okay. Last question. And this one, you know, it's a pretty popular one around uh, the hockey world right now. Okay. But which Canadian team is going to bump that cup slump? Vancouver. What type of the questions Vancouver? are these, man? You're going to end it with some obvious answers, bro. West Coast bias. West Coast bias. I'm doing it for the hype, man. Pacific I'm doing it for the hype. Pacific Standard Let's Time. Go. PST. That is what we do. That is who we cater to. Those are our people. I know this is the home for puck talk and bullshit. The whole league. That is what we talk about. That there isn't supposed to be a bias, but but come on, come on. We already saw what happened. We already saw saw what happened thanks to this East Coast bias that's been ingrained into the NHL's culture, that their fabric. Look what happened. Look what happened. Game seven, Colorado Dallas. I will never forget that. I will never forget that. In in a downtime in the world where your your product is is one of the only things on TV, right? You got one of the best players in the world. They're they're, they're asking that question, Nathan McKinnon. Or Connor McDavid, right? That that question was never so supposed to be brought up, but it was there because of what Nathan McKinnon was doing. And based on the East Coast bias, y'all had them, y'all had them playing out one one p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. So anytime you ask that question, and there's a West Coast option, a PST option, they're getting it. The Vancouver Canucks, they're bumping this lump. They are. They're they're destined to do it. They they are. Hands down. Hands down. That's it. That's it. Yo, just. Just shush, shush, shush. Let me just get one of these out there, man. It's easy to say. Come on, come on. It's over. Episode's over. Episode's yeah, well, over. I, I wanted to end on some hype, man. I wanted to end on some hype. Canucks again. 2020 promises to be the best decade in team history. And you know, the Nux Misconduct Network will have you covered for all the goods that this team yeah. goes on their meteoric rise, man. I love it. 100%. Still some work what, to be done, but two of the best young players in the game. A hell of a lot of promise around this team. What an episode. Let's fucking go. What Seriously, an episode. Let's go. I, let's I just, I just thought about this, right? I just thought about this. If people put the pieces together and, and assume that 50 minutes is a resemblance of who Kyle Bowne and Trevor Beggs are, it is what it is. I, I could care less. I could care less. If you want to jump the gun, jump the gun. But if people are going to do it, they're going to think this, right? In this one episode... You found out that Kyle loves books. You also found out there's a show based on a librarian who just kills people and stalks people. Probably based on, I wouldn't be surprised if that's true. Like there's, there's something there. And then you heard about him doing nonsense in a forest where people walk their dogs. I'm the worst person in the world. 
We're canceled, bro. the worst person in the world. We're canceled. Pretty, We're canceled. Yeah. It is what it is, though. We'll still be doing episodes. Well, I'm, I'm the guy talking about meat missiles and Jim <laughs> Benning belly dancing, and then you, you're saying that you're the worst person in the world. I don't even think you're the worst person on the show. Come on, man. Silky and Filthy, you're home for puck talk and bullshit. End it, Begsy. End it. Again, Canuck season's over, but uh, it's just the beginning. It's just the beginning for this team. Lots of hockey for this club to be played. There's also the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll get to that in another episode. But until then, take it easy, and we'll catch you clean bastards next time. Hey, that's a bullshit. <laughs> Perfect.